Welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast, real stories of ending emotional abuse and taking your life back. I'm your host, Carrie Veach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I am a life and success coach that believes we all have limitless potential within us with the right tools and support. Trauma or past hurt might be a part of your story, but it does not have to be the entire story. We all have different versions of what freedom means, and I'm here to help you unlock your perfect version of how to set yourself free. Join us for season three, where we follow five extremely brave women who share their stories of what it took to get to the other side of trauma and abuse. Through listening to their stories, you will know that you are not alone, that shame can only grow in secret, and that it absolutely does get better on the other side. By hearing their stories, you will gain insight and tools for ways that you can access your own power and do the work to set yourself free. All of the magic you need is waiting deep inside of you, and these women are here to help you tap into it. Let's dive in. Tell us about where you are now and what some of your biggest takeaways were from setting yourself free. Belinda. Okay. Now I I am still a songwriter. <laughs> I am still successful. So what ups? Um, yep. <laughs> I don't even know how many songs have been recorded at this point, but it's just ironic that to think about how much he had tried to get me to give up. Mm. And yeah, so yeah, just had a song on a record that was nominated for a Grammy. So yay for losing. Huge. But who did you lose to? To Gloria Gaynor, the I Will Survive lady. Amazing. totally surviving. Isn't that fabulous? Yes. Like you, yes. I Will Survive. She's surviving. Um, so <laughs> I so love it. Great record. Y'all should check it out. Um, so I'm still doing that. And then I'm a, a master certified life coach and I, com- I work with mindset and confidence. So how awesome is it that when people are saying, I want somebody to work with you, mindset and confidence, I can go, all right, hey, where do you want to start? Mm. (laughs) You've got such a deep well to draw from. Uh, One thing that I did also learn through all of that is, um, and this is, I don't, I don't know if we've mentioned that, but I was born with a congenital birth defect and my foot is paralyzed. It's fused in walking position. So I am medically disabled. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to tell it if you saw me, but I would know it. And then, of course, if I'm wearing a short skirt or something, which I never used to do, like all of this came about after after him. Mm. Um, But I would, it was. I learned that I was hiding from so much of myself, Mm. and like there, although I knew there were neat things about me, um, that physical aspect, looking back. I think being afraid of what people would think of me if I were just truly vulnerable about uh, who I literally was born to be Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how I literally am, uh, that it would not be enough. And we just found the right combination of poison that exploited it all. So since then, um, I did a barefoot photo shoot, which was just like the scariest Mm. thing ever. But that was another thing. I'm like, I will not be controlled by Mm. this anymore. I will not hide it any longer. Um, So if I want to wear a skirt that comes to my knee, no problem. I mean, I was the queen of the maxi dress before. (laughs) (laughs) I could go to the ankle and below. 
Um, so, so I just started exposing the parts that I was so afraid of being rejected for. Mm-hmm. And the more that I have shown, shown a light to that, you know, I, I physically could never measure up to society's uh, definitions or expectations of what a, a, a female body should look like. like. That's literally just not in the cards for me. And so um, once I started to go, oh, but this is part of what makes me awesome. Mm. Like, this is part of me. This is part of my me-ness um, that I have to have in the world. And starting to, to, to take those things that I used to really think were to my detriment and go, wait, these are actually exactly what I'm here to do. This is exactly part of me and exactly part of the equation. Uh, that, and, and I know that didn't take a year. It took, it took several yeah. years to get there and a lot of work on it. Um, you know, cutting my hair short. I did that a few years ago. I just did it again, but I used to have like really, really long hair and I would hide in my hair. Mm. And so every now and then I have to cut it off. So I know I'm not hiding. Mm. <laughs> there are a lot of things that I started dressing uh, straight up again, acknowledging to people that I had been on uh, antidepressants. I don't, that that was a thing that I had shame around. Um, just coming, like, basically, just coming out over and over mm-hmm. again. Anytime I, if I find something that I'm like, oh, I felt weird about, that's been the most beautiful part of what I learned in coming away from that relationship. So that relationship was in, an incredible impetus to where I am now, and. It's. It sounds absurd to say that I'm. I don't want to say like I wish I, I wouldn't wish it away because obviously I wouldn't want that. But I I don't see a path to where I am today without without that without someone you know, without me having to live such an examined life to make sure that I never got into it again. Right, and the lessons that you. <laughs> Potentially could not have learned if it weren't for that relationship. Yeah. 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 I don't see, there could be a path, but for me personally, and I don't want anyone to to live in anything they don't want to, but for me personally, I definitely want to say to all of the listeners, there is such a bright, shining field of joy on the other side. Mm. And it, it does take a little bit of work. But the work is really in learning to love yourself exactly as you are. Absolutely. And, and, and who better who better to do the work mm. on? <laughs> you. Of course. Yeah. Well, for me, it always comes back to recognizing and just really being okay with the fact that the longest relationship you're going to have is with yourself. And so... Why exactly, like you said, who better to do the work on because it is your longest relationship? It is, it's so crazy. Like, someone I read that the other day. I don't, maybe it's maybe someone who knows. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, and I've heard it so many times, but in the, especially in the context of this, this podcast and following all the women going, yeah. I'm in it with me mm-hmm. <laughs> till, till death do us part. So let's, let's make it as good as possible. Let's learn as much as I, as we can on this. Let's figure it out because it's doable. It's totally doable. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Thank you so, so much for sharing your story with all of us. I cannot thank you enough. 
Well, it's my honor. I, it is like I told you when you asked me about doing it. I'm like, whatever, whatever it takes to help anybody who could have ever been in my situation. So to all of your people listening, do not stay quiet and you don't have to stay where you are and empower those mm. around you. We're all in this together. Mm. Thank you. Jess. Yeah. So, um, now I am, I'm happy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm in a safe place. I'm in a safe relationship that we work really hard on to maintain, to communicate in, um, to have each other's backs, to be on each other's team, Mm -hmm. um, to support each other and, and just be honest about what we need and what we can give at, you know, any given time. So I feel like I'm in a really, really good place, um, especially, you know, in, in that relationship I'm in um, with, with moving from uh, across the country. Um, I feel like I'm finally kind of settling into my new city, which has been interesting. Um, but making that decision to move across the country, to move in with someone I've been in a long distance relationship with, I don't feel like I could have done that a few years ago. I don't think I would have trusted myself enough to do that a few years ago or would have trusted anyone else to do that enough a few years ago. Um, So that just kind of speaks to how much I've been able to build that trust back up first in myself and then in the way that I decide to trust others. Because if you can't trust your own opinions, if you can't trust the way that you are experiencing someone, then it's hard to trust anybody else because then you are constantly thinking they're pulling the wool over your eyes or trying to manipulate you into something. Um, but yeah, working on that self-trust first is definitely, you know, something that I, I really have come to um, just love and, and realize how important it is in your life. Um, it really does take away a lot of the trauma because I think especially when you are hurt as a child, that trust is what is damaged first and foremost, um, especially when it's a family member, someone that you're in the care of, someone that you know, is supposed to be taking care of you or guiding you in the right way. When that trust is broken, you, you didn't even have the opportunity to give that trust because you're a child, you're forced into that relationship. Um, so then, you know, if, if, (laughs) if that trust is broken and then you don't see anybody looking out for the signs that you're giving subtly for, um, that the ways that you're trying to tell people without actually saying that to them then that trust in others becomes broken. And then when you have no trust in your family, when you have no trust in the people that are close to you, it's really difficult to see how to trust yourself because you don't have that mirrored to you. Um, My mother was always very anxious and, you know, my father had some, definitely some severe depression he'd never dealt with. Um, So we never had great mental health models in our life. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that trust part is absolutely vital and key for healing. I think that's probably one of the first things that people should work on when they are working on that healing journey. Um, and that trust that the way that you go about that can look like a number of different things, simply, um, trusting yourself enough to go and talk to a professional Mm. or try the exercises that they're giving to you or, you know, um, just to trust yourself enough that you start journaling even, right. That you're going to be honest in your journaling, that you're going to, you know, not be non-judgmental, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Absolutely. And I love that you said that because it's a hundred percent true for everyone I speak to, right? That it looks so different and it of course does. I mean, we all have had such different experiences that there is never going to be a five-step formula to how to deal with your trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Really anything in healing, like there are so many different ways to do the general thing that you're trying to do. And so if something's not working for you, that's another really big thing. If something is not working for you, try something else. Mm. Don't give up. Try it in a slightly different way. Do mm. something completely different than, than the first thing you tried. Like just keep trying because you don't mm. fail until you stop trying. You know, you're not done until you stop trying. And so just try everything and anything. It took me, you know, four or five different medications to try the one that actually helped me. Mm. And in those four or five different trials of medications, I had panic attacks that landed me in the hospital. I had things that happened that were really scary, but nothing was as scary as living that way for the rest of my life. Mm. Yep. And I think once you recognize that and the power in that, which oftentimes I think is the really hard work of when you have been in this victim state or you've been led to believe that life really, I mean, the way I look at it, right, is just like oftentimes our patterns of thinking are that life's happening to us versus life's happening for us. And it's really challenging at times to make that switch. Um, But once you're able to just even taste a little piece of empowering yourself and what that feels like, um, I think exactly what you said is true. It's like, oh, how could I continue to live this way when there's this whole different way of being that is exciting and you feel alive again and you understand that you have the power within yourself to do really cool and great things. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. And like for the first part of my life, I was definitely surrounded by people who thought life happened to you and you had no control over anything. You had no choice in the matter. And realizing that, like you said, it completely changes the way that you live, completely changes Mm -hmm. the way that you see things and experience things. And especially if you've been a victim of abuse or assault or anything else where it kind of takes your control away even more, realizing that um, no, like you get to decide what happens in your day. You get to decide if, if, and when you get out of bed, you get to decide like so many things. And I think a huge part of that was starting my own business, mm-hmm. um, running my own business, being actually completely in control of my every single day, the clients I decide to work with the schedule that I have, all of that stuff was huge. When I hired employees, like it was, it was very, very empowering. It, it helped me um, quite a bit. And especially when I was going through my healing, because I couldn't, uh, be at my, my probation officer job, which, you know, I had to leave the house at six 30 in the morning and I wouldn't get home until six 30 at night. Like I couldn't do that. Plus all the healing work plus being in school for counseling. Like it was insane. And so, and that, like one of the ways I took that control and decided that I was in charge of my life. It wasn't in charge of me. Um, was quitting that job and starting my own business. Yeah, which is so empowering, right? I mean, uh, and and to me, it, it comes it back to what, to what we were talking about before in terms of thoughts, right? It's understanding that we have the ability to choose which thoughts we believe. Definitely. Yeah, that is 
that is huge. And, you know, you can sit there and try to think about, you know, like, oh, where are the right thoughts? What are they going to be? What, like, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It's just going to come up for you during your day. It's, it's not about having the right thoughts. It's not right. about, you know exactly. what I mean? It's exactly. Tools. Yeah, it's learning the tools that help you navigate those thoughts. Um, yep. Whether it's something that you pay attention to for a second and then kind of let it go, or if it's something that you're going to sit down and journal about and think about and try to get to the root of why it's happening. Um, I think another huge takeaway for me is, is just investigating investigating things investigating your thoughts your actions your behaviors because there is always a reason Mm. you know unless you are born with you know a a part of your brain not functioning properly or missing or some other kind of you know terrible uh, developmental deformity like your behavior is based on your experience your Mm -hmm. actions thoughts, your beliefs are based on your experience. And so investigate why you feel the way you do investigate why you feel triggered in certain scenarios or by certain people. Like I, I had always felt so uncomfortable around the person who abused me. And, you know, uh, I, I never fully understood why I would get nauseous and sick. And I would have like very little patience for this person and the people that were around us. And I just never knew why until the flashback started and I started getting, you know, deeper into investigating what the hell was going on. Mm, Yeah. No, I think that's, it's so important, right? Because it's that curiosity piece with the non-judgmental curiosity type investigating, right? Where you're not judging yourself or other people, but really I I think it comes down to like self-judgment for most of this stuff of when we're talking about looking at our own thoughts and behaviors and just understanding like, oh, everyone has similar type experiences, but it's just like, how do we release the judgment? And then how do we get curious enough so that we can make the changes that we want to make to be the person we want to be? Definitely, definitely. And I think not attaching judgment is very difficult, um, especially if you don't have much knowledge or education in psychology and counseling. It's, it's very difficult because we all want to make sense of something. We mm. all want things to have happened for some specific reason. Um, we all want to know why. We all want to create these patterns and things so that we can understand the world better. And, and we try to use our judgment to do that, but it's just, it's so flawed that, you know, you can't rely on that, on just critiquing others. We're never going to have full information of what's going on with other people because we're not living their lives. We can really only um, assess our own. And even in that, we're only um, conscious of what we're conscious about you know we can't know what we don't know (laughs) like that's one of my favorite things you don't know what you don't know and and just being okay with that I think is a big deal as well yes exactly (laughs) yeah it's it's all just about like I don't know there's so much more that I want to say about like what I've taken away from this but I feel like it's just going to be a bunch more kind of random tangents of things too. Um, yeah, definitely the biggest takeaways I think are just that self-trust, um, that, that non-judgmental investigation of just what's going on with you, especially in behaviors that you don't like. 
Mm. right? Like when you're looking at yourself and you're like, this isn't me, why am I doing this? That is somewhere that's a good place to start. And especially, you know, looking at who you're around when that happens, what's going on when that happens, um, have you eaten, have you slept well, like all of these different things that come into play with how we actually feel that a lot of people don't consider. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so, so much, Jess, for sharing your story, sharing all your great insights with us. Um, anything else you'd like people to hear? Um, I just want everybody to know, like you had mentioned, everyone is going through this human experience and it's so, so much more similar than it is different. Mm. And yet we still want to differentiate ourselves from other people when we should be looking for the things that bring us together. Um, we should be communicating about the things that are hard because other people are dealing with those things as well. And it might be even harder for them to bring them up. Mm. Um, just be cautious about who, you know, who you're talking to, what you're saying to them. And I don't mean cautious as in um, protecting yourself or them from necessarily the content of what you want to talk about, but simply choosing your timing wisely, asking for permission, making sure that you're not kind of just unloading on someone and then expecting them to be a therapist for you. Mm. Um, it's just about finding the right place to let that out, to communicate about it, to be supported and have support. And there are a lot of places for that. So, um, yeah, if, if you're trying something and it's not working, try something else, keep trying, keep going. Um, you'll find something, I guarantee it. There are a million different psych techniques, um, that you can go out and look up and find more information about. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just keep going. You got this. <laughs> mm, thank you so much, Jess. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Renee. Yeah, look, I think that one of the coolest things is how freaking fierce and amazing the human spirit is to mm. overcome adversity. Like it is so amazing once you start working through this program, our process and then out the other side, you know, your spirit wants to succeed. It wants to bless you with everything beautiful, everything beautiful. It wants to feel fulfilled. It wants to serve a bigger purpose. And that's why we're always drawn to something bigger than ourselves mm. because I think that's, you know, intrinsically how we were created. Each one of us is put on this earth for a greater purpose than ourselves. It doesn't matter whether you believe in the universe or any type of higher power, whatever that is for you. If you sort of look back over your life and the people you admire most in the world, I guarantee you they are people that you admire because they overcame something so huge. They mm. inspire us, right? Well, yep. that's who we are. <laughs> We're no different. Wow. <laughs> so I really was just so amazed when I started writing my book and really starting to put mm. the timeline together of what I'd overcome. Mm. And then to sit back and go, holy crap, this is amazing. So mm. the cool thing is, is that we do have what we need within us. We just have to tap into it. And once we yep. do, once it's ignited, watch out. <laughs> there is nothing holding you back. So that would be the first thing. And then the other thing is I finally... You know, and I talked to you about this the first time we ever spoke, Carrie, was I finally now do believe in true, sacrificial, pure love. Mm. Where I thought, apart from a parent to a child, that that simply just didn't exist. 
I thought it was, you know what, you just make the most of it. <laughs> it's, it's just this eternal compromise and, you know, you'll never really find someone who ticks all the boxes and really fills you up in a pure way. And I, I know now that that was just my jaded fear from being hurt so often that I had just surrounded myself with the wrong people. So mm-hmm. meeting my partner was such a huge lesson for me because I was terrified because mm-hmm. he was so good. <laughs> straight away, I'm looking for faults, right? Sure, sure. Do. Yeah. Going, hang on, no, he's going to drop the ball in the minute. Hey, he's going to show me that I'm right. <laughs> that yeah. There's no good men around. So to now be in a relationship where we're equal, which is really all I've ever wanted, to be seen as an equal in a relationship has been so empowering. And it's brought another layer of healing into my life. I thought parenthood was the greatest love. It, it actually is. <laughs> but this is definitely right up there. And I just didn't believe it existed before. So anybody who's listening who still hasn't met that person and you want to, you know, some people don't. And more power to you. That's amazing. But if you do and you're in that, you know, I just don't think it exists. Believe me, it really, really does. But you won't get it until you love yourself completely. You have to love yourself completely. Now, I'm not saying have all the answers, but just be able to look at yourself and you, and go, you know what, you deserve the best. And I had finally reached a point where I went, okay, Renee, you deserve the best. Now, I didn't think I'd get it, but when I did, I started to see that was a big part of why because I was finally able to receive it. So mm-hmm. the only limitation is ourselves. We really do box ourselves, expect so much more of ourselves than we expect from anybody else on the planet. And we need to go, you know what? You're bloody awesome. I'm amazing. Let's do this thing called life together. And to see, you know, I've been told my whole life to sit down, shut up. Nobody cares what you have to say, Renee. They used to Mm. say that to me as a child. You'll amount to nothing. You are nothing. So to now see how my voice is impacting thousands of people when I was told nobody wanted to hear it, I mean, right there is a great lesson of, well, there you go. Shove that where the sun does shine. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, you know, this is, this is the one thing I was always told and now look at how ridiculous that lie was. Yeah. I, and I used to escape into a land of books when I was a child. That was my safe place. Mm. fiction books Enid Blyton eat your heart out she (laughs) she got me through some of my hardest days and I had this deep 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 dream to one day write a book I never for one day thought it would come true so to now have my memoir published it's reached four out of seven continents I still get reviews every day it's exciting right but I never thought that that would happen ever and I think as long as we go every single day, you know what, I'm willing and open to receive every good thing, then we're going to be okay. We don't know what all those good things are. That's okay as well. The world does. Just be open to it and just understand that you deserve it. That is the biggest thing for me. Well, and I love all of what you said coming back to beliefs because I think Mm. there's also this, um, 
I don't know if it's a misnomer or whatever it is that people often think like, oh, I have to have a hundred percent belief that this thing is going to show up or there's no chance in the world that it will. And for me, the way I look at it is like, maybe you just need to have 51% belief, like 51%, just a little bit more than half. And you can borrow belief. Like if there is anyone out there that looks similar to you with a similar story, right? Like if they can do it, so can you. And that's Mm. all the evidence sometimes your brain needs to be like, yeah, okay, we can do this. Like absolutely Mm. possible. Yep, that's right. And, you know, why not? You know, why is someone else more deserving than you? The truth is they're not. They're right. just working at it, just like you. We, we all have red blood in us. We all fall down. The only difference is some people continually get up and some people don't. As long as you keep getting up, you've already won. You're already 500 get-ups <laughs> beyond <laughs> the other person that hasn't. So just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Keep showing up. Keep doing it. Yes. And that's why I think, I mean, exactly what you spoke to of support and people in our lives and books and things to fill your mind with so that it becomes easier to get back up, right? Because we're all going to have those moments of doubt, the things that push us down. And when you have that support and that system of accountability around you, like you're just going to want to get up faster, Exactly. And I think another really useful tool is, you know, when you're in, when you are in a good place, because, you know, it's not all bad, right? Like, sure, <laughs> it's a long journey to get out the other side, but it's not 16 years of hell. Like my 16 yeah. year journey, many of those years were freaking awesome. <laughs> so the next time you're having a really great day or you're in a, you're in a positive mindset, I love what you do, Carrie. It's just so flippant practical with your post-it notes. My entire bedroom is just covered with things at the moment. My mirrors in every house I have ever lived in. It's so funny when I have people come over and they're like, yeah, <laughs> the bathroom. And I'm like, sure. They come out and they go, what the heck? <laughs> I feel really built up, but what's going on? Because where do you spend most of your time, right? In front of the mirror or in your bathroom. So I just plastered my private spaces with positive words. The next time you're having a hard day, do that. Find a quote book. I love Maya Angelou. So I quote Mm. a lot of her things and put them on my walls, a lot of things out of my book, just to keep myself accountable, just to fill yourself up. Because on some days you do feel like crap and you want to go to that self-defeatist pity party place, right? Yeah. So go there, but don't camp there. Keep moving through. So surround yourself with just easy things like that where you're always building yourself up. Because the biggest thing that I do and the thing that really makes me go, Renee, get up, is I think about what legacy I want to leave behind Mm -hmm. for my children and how I want people to talk about me long after I've left this earth. What are they going to say? Are they going to say, holy crap, she didn't always get it right, but, man, she never gave up? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. You know, what am I leaving behind? So what are you leaving behind? Even the tiniest thing, if you smile at everyone, even when you're feeling terrible and then you really let the people who are your safety people know, you know what, I'm actually not doing okay, then you're leaving authenticity, you're leaving honesty, you're leaving compassion. So think about the things that you want to leave behind. What are, what are your core values? What do you want to pass on to others? And then you're already 
doing and being the best person you can be anyway. And the more you do that, the more it grows. Mm, yes. So beautifully said. Mm. So anything oh, else? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you want to share with us? Um, I don't think so. I think that's about all, Carrie. Mm. I think that's about it, isn't it? Thank you so, so much, Renee. I so appreciate you being willing to be vulnerable, to share all your wisdom and gifts with all of our listeners. No, it's really, really exciting. It's exciting about how many people um, we're connecting with now. You know, as soon as we start sharing our story, we're like a magnet, a magnet of hope and belief, right? Yep. And we draw other people to us. And that's why there's, there's so much power in storytelling and being vulnerable. That's, that's a real gift. So I just think it's amazing what you're doing. I'm so excited that the audience is growing and that the people that really, really need to hear this message, will, will, they will hear it. And that's mm. awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Heather. Where I am now. Um, well, I have been in business for two years now and I'm very careful with it because it's my baby, but it's, I've always, I've had this fear of someone's going to take it away from me Mm. along with everything else in my life. This is so important to me. Someone's going to take it away from me. And so that's been my own journey of dealing and healing with that, that no one can take it away from me. This is, this is my business. This is my baby. So I've been getting out there a little more, getting in front of people. Um, I'm in school to further my, uh, my learning. Um, I'm taking a Layla Martin sex, love and relationship course to even go deeper into helping and healing trauma and abuse and relationships. Um, I, well, I, I'm celebrating being in a five and a half year relationship. That's a big deal because it's my first ever healthy relationship, even though it's had its own rocky stuff. Of course. It's, it's good. Um, and just growing and working on my health. I, that's been mm-hmm. a big thing. And I think all of that plays in. Like all of it is starting to heal and all of it is starting to be like, okay, I can spread out a little more and bring on more. And I just started my first course. I've just launched my first course on Monday. And thank you. (laughs) Nerve wracking as I'll get up. (laughs) Um, But it's just that now it's that, okay, no more crutches, Mm -hmm. no more, no more stability walking like you you can do this you can do this and that's been terrifying because before I had the crutches of oh all my abuse or oh my health or oh Mm. and I worked very hard to take all those pieces and go no start walking Mm. (laughs) and it's I have big dreams I have dreams of what I want to do with my business I have dreams of what I want to do with life I I want to travel. I want to do all these things that I never thought were available to me before. I never thought, I never thought I'd be who I am today. So I never ever dreamed of the dreams that I'm having now. Mm. And 
yeah. So it's, I'm healing relationships with people. I'm rebuilding relationships on my terms. I'm not having people who are not healthy for me in my life, regardless of the pushback that they give. (laughs) And learning to love myself and that I'm stronger every single day. And it goes down to basic food choices of, am I going to cheat and eat this chocolate that's going to make me crappy? Or I'm going to grab an apple because it doesn't make my stomach hurt. Mm -hmm. To, am I going to invest in this part of my business or my relationship and run with this? Mm. And I love that because I think so much of that comes back to self-trust, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a key piece for so many people, and I know personally for myself too, is like, after you've been through situations where people want you to second guess every decision, it can be so easy to do that. And so it becomes this beautiful existence when you can make decisions and go, I trust myself to show up for this. I trust there's no wrong decision. I trust I'm on my path and really live that out in knowing that you can never screw anything up ever. Ever. And you sit there and you you doubt yourself sometimes. It goes, was that really good or bad? <laughs> but it, I've never, to go from having absolutely zero trust in myself, that's a lie. I always had an inner guide, even mm. as a little kid. Mm. But I was so taught not to trust that, yeah. that I had to unbury so much to even get to, oh, hey, I can trust myself. Hmm. And I know I keep talking about food because that's a big part of who I am right now. Yeah. I, I, because of my cancer, I chose to go plant-based and juice and vegan and, hmm. and it, in my cabinet, there's candy and chocolate and you don't realize how much you trust yourself or learn to trust yourself when it's so much easier to grab the junk food and grab that stuff, but pay for it later Mm. or grab this and it nourish you or in my relationships, not, it's a big deal to me. Um, I used to cheat. Mm. I was cheated on. I did cheat. It was like a normal thing I saw my whole life. When I was little, my mom would have backup people in the wings and then we'd, and we'd be in meeting them and then she'd have the next one ready when we were ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, that's what I did. And I had to learn to undo all that in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of in an open relationship. We're learning other things. But I've learned that I don't want to do that. I want to come back and learn about us and learn about this and learn about myself and trust myself. And like I said, it's very hard to come back and do it to yourself and learn to love yourself and trust yourself when it's so easy to just disregard that and keep doing the stuff that you've been doing. And... Oh, I, I just, I love learning how to trust myself and, and love myself and build. And that's what I want to teach so many people that you can have a voice, you can trust yourself, you can have a relationship and still have what you want. 
Yeah. You can have these deep, amazing, passionate things and still be powerful and still... I'm learning how to be more feminine and not so much in my masculine right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a, a learning to trust myself has definitely been pushing up against edges and pushing up. I will forever be grateful for the support system I have. I will be forever grateful that my boyfriend has not put me in, into a hospital and said, you guys need to test her. <laughs> <laughs> And, but he says it, he goes, oh, you're crazy. You're just my kind of crazy. Oh. <laughs> and it's, I've, I've, I've never been given the chance to learn who I am or had people around me that allowed me to be myself. And so it's been the most beautiful journey of, like, I just want everybody to do it. I just want everybody to know that, yes, this shit, shitty shit. But you can go from surviving to living. And mm. living is a hell of a lot more beautiful than surviving. I'm so proud of you for surviving. I'm so proud of you for getting to where you are. I'm so happy you are where you are. I promise you that there's something more beautiful on the other side. Could not agree more. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing and sharing so much of your story with us. Thank you. I'm mm. happy to be here and I appreciate this. Mm. Anything else you want to say? Uh, after my best friend passed away, we were all sitting in a room and everyone kept saying, I love you to death. I love you to death. And it was very hard. Mm. And I screamed, stop saying that. Say I love you to life. Mm. And that's a big part now. Love yourself back to life. Mm. Because there's nothing afraid of dying. You should never be afraid. You should be more upset with yourself if you didn't live. Even if it's as simple as just being happy. Mm. And that takes a lot out of everybody. So I love you to life and love yourself to life. And you can do anything. Mm. Thank you for that. Of course. Stephanie. Well, so now um, I am the author of Brilliant Women Dating Up. And so that book is, was number one new release. So that's really cool. I, am, um, I got to a thousand followers on YouTube, which was really cool. I um, got that today. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so I'm going to be celebrating five years of marriage to my best friend and my business partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's wonderful. And again, that's something that if you would have told me, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be helping women in toxic relationships and I'd be married to someone that I was like absolutely in love with <laughs> like too much. My mind would have been blown, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I get to do all those great things and, and travel and, um, you know, I just, the, the list keeps coming, coming, like getting longer and longer. There's just so many good things going on. 
And, you know, I, I see this vision of really helping to empower women and I'm getting all these gifts, um, to help get out there more often to meet more, more women that need support. You know, I spoke not that long ago to, um, the director of Long Island Against Domestic Violence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, she actually, her and I were speaking and she said, you know, it would really be great to have someone like you to share your story and speak to legislators about changing laws with, with domestic violence. And I said, okay, I would love to do that. And she said, you know, sometimes we get calls also from media that would like to, you know, interview someone who's been in domestic violence, who's willing to share their story you know, would you be interested in doing something like that too? And I said, uh, of course, of course I would be. So having those kinds of opportunities really just gets that message out there for others. And so, you know, t- just take, take advantage of all the cool stuff that's coming at you. You know, anyone who's listening to this, sometimes it feels like, you know, I say to my, my clients and my students all the time, there's lessons. There's lots of lessons and there's lots of opportunity for growth. Sometimes those lessons come as hard lessons. And some of those lessons come as easier ones. They're just, they're just opportunities. And you have to make a decision of either accepting the opportunity, accepting the lesson or not. And opportunities, if you don't take the right ones, will start to lessen. And the, the lessons that you need to be learning will get harder and more intense until you finally listen to them and say, okay, I'm going to this time or do whatever that is until you get where you need to be. So it's your decision what you're going to do with any of those things. So, you know, if you're feeling, if you've noticed something in your life that maybe keeps repeating itself, look for where those commonalities are. Where is it? Could you say like, oh, I'm a, I hate asking for help. Maybe that's a limiting belief that you have, but maybe your car broke down and you had a health scare and you had to move out of your house. Well, that was the universe forcing you to learn how to ask for help. You know, so you might go through some of the experiences you've had lately and say, what can I see as the common thread and learn my lessons from there so that I can move forward? Absolutely. I think it's so, so critical to pay attention to what's going on and, mm-hmm. and always check in with yourself exactly like you're saying and be, and saying, okay, what's the lesson here? What's the opportunity? Um, because it will keep showing up until we learn the lesson. <laughs> yep. Oh yes. And I, I have experienced that myself. So now I try to get it over with right away. Something happens. I look, okay, what can I learn from this? Got it. All right. I don't want to do that again, universe. Let's just get that one done with. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. And I, I was just, I just had a call with a client and I was talking all about this from the vantage point of it's your choice of if you see it as lessons or failure. Right. And mm-hmm. I just, I had to do a lot of work on myself years ago of reframing that and reprogramming that because we're so taught to see things as failure. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, not available for that, you know, because to me, it's just perspective and there's always yeah. lessons and opportunities like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and the opportunities for self-care and self-growth, you know, if you, if you don't make time for that, what you're saying is, is that you don't matter. And what I found, more than anything is that you matter and what you have to get to the table is important. You know, when I used to feel like I didn't matter, I, I sometimes I, I start getting teary thinking about all the people that I wouldn't have been able to help had mm. I myself and still to this day help myself doing. Like I make sure that I take time to exercise and get enough sleep and meditate and all those kinds of things. 
I've got to take care of me. And had I not taken care of me back then and right now, I wouldn't be able to help anybody else. And I know that there are, you know, thousands, millions of women, you know, if not more that have all these great things inside them that are able to help so many other millions of women and so on and so forth that are feeling trapped where they are and feeling like they're not good enough or not able, where if you just made some tweaks, felt the discomfort now, you could move to a place in your life where you too would be inspiring you know, so many other people and helping others do amazing things. Yes. I mean, that's the work that I know both of us do in terms of empowering Mm -hmm. other people, because it really is understanding and knowing that you have gifts inside of you and other people are dying for those gifts and they want somebody with your unique skill set and the way that exactly like you were saying, somebody that speaks to you in a way Mm -hmm. that just resonates so deeply And so I just, I know you agree. There's abundance of people out there. And so, so often we get trapped in this line of thinking of like, oh, well, this person's already doing this work or this, that, and the other. And I just don't believe that for a second because Mm -hmm. the more empowered women we have in this world, the better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's a movement. Right now is a good time to be a woman looking to empower other women. Mm -hmm. You know, this ladies, I mean, we're, we're here together as a united front to change what it's going to be for future generations. We're here at a good time in history. Absolutely. Anything else you want to share with us? Oh, I, you know, I, I will just say that if you're, if you're feeling like you're not enough, if you're feeling like, you know, I just don't know if this is possible for me. I want you to think about where that comes from. Think about where, you know, that original hurt. And of course, you know, trauma is the big, the big topic of conversation. So where did that original trauma come from and how is that affecting you now? And so, you know, your, your parent leaving you or, or having the abuse happen, whatever age that was at, you know, and, and those things that happened to you even younger than maybe you realize all of those things have built up to where you are. And as much of those things feel terrible, your greatest gift is in overcoming those. And so, you know, we, we've all had some experiences that were less than pleasant in a lot of different ways. And if we can take those and, and turn them around, we can create our own hero's journey. And what's more beautiful than that? <laughs> You know, mm, I love that. So well said. Mm. <laughs> like it makes me teary. Cause I just think about how cool that is, is to be able to at any point say, I'm not going to let my past define me anymore. And I'm going to overcome. Such a beautiful gift. Yeah. Mm, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope everyone got a lot out of this interview. It was great being on and sharing all of this with everybody. You know, I I truly do light inside of you and know that anything is possible for you. Mm, So agree. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh my goodness. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This final episode with these five women sharing their stories of where they are now and the lessons that they have to share with all of you, their biggest takeaways along their journey and what it really has taken 
to set themselves free. I hope that you have found as much inspiration and courage and strength from their stories as I have. What a gift it is to hear from these ladies and to learn from their stories and to know that you have the power to set yourself free. You have the tools available, whether that's outside of you before you believe it's inside of yourself and accessing the support that you need, which is completely okay and normal and I think necessary because I fully believe the tools are inside of us, but most of us don't learn these things. We aren't given the tools. And so we have to develop them and they come from mentors. They come from support. They come from relationships. They come from podcasts like this and stories of women who bravely go before us and share their lessons and their hard moments. And they have done so beautifully with vulnerability and strength and courage. And it is just such an honor for me to get to host this podcast, to get to know each of these women and share their stories with the world. So I hope that what you have taken away from this is how available each of them were to healing and to the journey and how committed they were to doing the work that it's far easier to give away our power to step into victim patterns and mentality because our brain's job is to keep us safe and it's far easier to not do the work. But I applaud anyone who is willing to do the work and to step courageously in to the power that they have inside of themselves. And these five women have beautifully demonstrated that for all of us. So I just want to say thank you to all of them. Thank you for listening to their stories, for following along and cheering them on as they have been so damn brave in sharing with us. So thank you for being here. I cannot wait to see you again next week where we are sharing even more about setting yourself free and what that looks like. And as always, if you need support, please reach out. Know that you can grab a free call with me. I honestly consider it the highest honor of my life to do this work, to support women in this capacity. And I deeply desire for women to be free to be empowered and to live lives on purpose. So thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. I am incredibly grateful that you are here supporting me and these brave guests. If you can do me a favor and take one minute to share this episode with someone that needs to hear it, I would be so grateful. And if you are willing, please go leave us a review. Each month, I will be choosing a reviewer to give a free coaching session to as a thank you for listening. One thing I know for certain is that we will forever be as sick as our secrets. Shame has no ability to grow when we share our stories in safe spaces. I'm more encouraged than you could possibly know by those that are willing to speak up, ask for help, and share with us that we are not alone. So don't forget, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com, grab your free journal, and book a free 30-minute call with me to talk about the number one mindset block stopping you from the money and impact you desire to have, and one thing that you can do this week to shift it. 
Thanks again for being here, and we will see you next week. <laughs>